0: Hello, fellow ag nerds. This is a Future of Agriculture Field Report. I'm Tim Hammerich. Now, what am I doing in your podcast queue on a random Monday, you might ask? Well, it's a good question. See, I'm starting this new podcast series called Field Reports, where I want to hear from the people who actually use and hopefully benefit from the innovations we so regularly discuss here on this show. And I've been thinking about this for a very long time because uh, in this respect, the show has been somewhat one sided. I guess I could say Uh, we often hear from the visionaries that are creating new ventures, new technologies, new programs, research ideas. We too rarely hear from those that try them, that buy them, and that have to make them work in practice and in the field. I think. That perspective will not only be helpful to better understand the future of agriculture through the new ideas that are being implemented, but also will give us insights into what still remains lacking out there, either in the field, which will be kind of often the case, or uh, maybe through the perspective of a what I'll call a, a frontline trusted advisor, somebody who's working directly with farmers day in, day out, um, or maybe it's some other aspect of the ag value chain, but uh, it's it's sort of innovation in implementation, innovation in action. We've been doing this a little bit through the spotlight segments that have aired at the end of about one episode every month. Uh, As you probably know, those are short customer testimonial type segments from our quarterly presenting sponsors. And I I really enjoyed those stories and the interviews I've done uh, for those stories and the sort of tried and true perspectives that come with them. So I kind of want to Double down on that to an extent and have these be instead of short little segments at the end of another episode, uh, standalone uh, episodes or segments that are shorter than our normal thing, uh, a little bit different in format than our normal thing, something that regularly explores the future of agriculture from the perspective of somebody who's actually trying to implement New ideas. Sometimes this is going to be with users of the technology from our quarterly sponsor. That is the case today. And that has been the case in these segments that I just mentioned. Uh, But sometimes not. there will just be profiles of farmers, trusted advisors or some person in the ag value chain that's implementing uh, new ideas to get a sense of how things are working in the field and in practice. Anyway, I think you get the idea. So today's case, Tyler Kessler owns an independent agronomy consulting business in southern Saskatchewan alongside his wife, Brooke Dorgan. The company provides a range of agronomic and precision agriculture services for farmers that want to do things like optimize yield and improve their soil health and reduce environmental impacts. They're also a service provider for Swap Maps, our presenting sponsor this quarter. Uh, Before incorporating the business in 2015, Tyler worked in ag retail for eight years and then spent a couple of years with an ag chemical manufacturer. He says back in his ag retail days, he really wasn't seeing a whole lot in precision ag that convinced him it was really adding a ton of value at that time to farmers. But then he discovered SWAT maps.
1: When I left egg retail, worked uh, as a sales rep for an egghead manufacturer for a couple of years, and that's when I I started being introduced into SWAT maps, and that really was the kind of the turning point of of where I believed it started to make sense for me. I could see it; it started making sense for the clients. And it just, it was the base layer of if you, you're actually dealing with physical properties, you're not dealing with just yield maps. You're not dealing with imagery to try and, you know, market a scalable business.
0: And with that insight that he could really map out these physical properties and underlying factors of field variability, Tyler has grown his consulting business throughout southern Saskatchewan. His combination of agronomic and precision ag services allow him to sort of tailor his offerings to the needs of each individual farmer client.
1: Yeah, so our business, I really break into two parts. We've got the agronomy consulting business where we work very closely and like intimately with a farm planning year-round, scouting, uh, implementing Precision Ag or Ag Tech with that grower, but it doesn't need to be SWAT maps. When we brought SWAT maps in in 2018, we started to mesh that together. And of course, we would start with our clients who we've been working with. But logistically, we've been able to, to open that up, you know, just with time and our people that fits in really well to, to offer this service to more growers. So we have we have clients who are, are SWAT-only customers. We have clients who are agronomy and SWAT customers. We can lead with it, but it can also come in and complement it It's very synergistic. I think our goal is still to to take our simple agronomy, you know our basic core agronomy and make that at a higher resolution with the tools and the ag tech tools so it it changes what we do we're able i think to do more with the technology and the the sensors and tools we have than we were in the past. It's a big part is, is bridging that gap with our growers and helping them implement the ag tech. So we need to learn it and understand it and use it and then make it simple for them to use and scale. So that's a big roadblock that some growers see and we're, we're there to help with that. Um, so we spend more time in the equipment, you know, not just looking at a plant. To me, agronomy is like, it's logistics, it's, it's economics technology, it's implementing that so we can accomplish a goal
0: And that goal is going to look different from one farm to the next, which is why crop consultants with boots on the ground knowledge are such an important part of where farming meets technology and frankly aren't going anywhere anytime soon, even with AI. In fact, Tyler does a lot of in-field research using these tech tools to try to adapt them to his local conditions and optimize the performance in his local area for these clients' unique goals.
1: We're doing a lot of uh, of research and development on our own, so seeding rates, fertility responses, herbicide, all that. Like, we're breaking new ground, and our network of of consultants and the network that CropTomic has uh, continues to to share their information and knowledge. And what we do with our growers is helping that. But you know, we've got a great map. Now we got to match the agronomy on the best map there is. So that's our job.
0: If you're still not 100% clear on what he's talking about with swap maps and crop Optimistic technology, you might want to go back and listen to episode 398 recently where we featured Corey and Derek, the co-founders of swap maps to better understand that in this infield research, he's talking about Tyler said some of the most surprising results he's seeing are the productivity and profitability by dialing in seeding rates in canola. He says he's seeing some significant Differences, which starts to answer one of the more fundamental questions you might get out there about precision AG, which is do most fields on average really have that much in field variability
1: It's more than I think the average person would expect. I've been doing this now uh since twenty fifteen so nearly ten years, and every field I look at it, I get excited because it's unlocking something that we don't know, just looking at it from the field edge or in the field you know. Variability can mean different things in something that's very topographic driven. Um, you're going to have, you know, hills and valleys and side slopes that might be very consistent in soil type. You can have very level, I guess, elevation that might only change a few feet within a mile, but you could have drastically different soil types and soil properties within that. So, for example, salinity or solanestic soils, more of a factor than topography so it's really important having both of those pieces of information and then treating it differently so yeah field variability and on different farms or within a farm can mean different things
0: And because of this complexity when it comes to field variability, Tyler says he appreciates how swap maps take something so complex, like the physical properties that underlie the causes of the variability, and simplifies that complex information into maps that they can use. But what about his farmer customers? I wondered, what do they say when he recommends getting these swap maps?
1: When we were able to go out into the field and uh the grower who's been farming the land for multiple years could relate to the map and a zone map, that's when it started to click. And then we had equipment that we were able to to use and it it worked seamlessly. And it kind of that evolution was how we we kind of started down the the egg tech road, I I would say. And and since then we we've been able to add, you know, more sensors, more components to continue to reduce that resolution.
0: Tyler works with a lot of growers that he would consider pretty early adopters or at least eager to try new precision ag tools. And it's part of the challenge he has in his job to stay on top of everything and give his farmers sound advice on what might work well in their operations. He says in some cases, farmers have even heard about swap maps and that's what initially led them to his company. But what about those farmers that are not early adopters? Someone who's a later adopter doesn't mean they don't want it
1: um they're just they're critical thinkers and they want to prove it on their own farm and that process is it's actually fairly simple You you start slow you start with a, a field or two and you just go at their pace and work with them to to show it and once they use it and see it and they're either gonna gonna like it or they're they're not in our case we've got 99 percent retention anyone that has that has tried it continues to increase their acres and, and they, they want more.
0: One thing that's nice about Tyler is he's able to add some extra credibility to all of his recommendations, including his recommendation for the use of swap maps, because he uses it all himself on his own farm.
1: Yeah, absolutely we do. I'm not going to do something with our clients or or promote it unless I believe it and use it ourselves. And, we do have some land, my wife and I with our farm, but uh, we manage the agronomy on it and we use it, you know, as a testing ground. But yeah, we, we use swap maps on our farm and each year we're we're mapping more acres and, and continuing to develop that. Eventually the goal is to get every acre mapped.
0: One perspective I regularly hear from agronomists and crop consultants uh, is how important logistics are to agronomy. Any recommendation at all for change needs to easily fit into a farmer's operation without disrupting a million other things that this complex system has going on. And one point that I didn't think about is that businesses like Tyler's uh, are obviously swamped during the growing season, but generating these swap maps as a service and extra service that he adds on to his business can happen after the harvest, which actually extends the window of time. He can be of service to clients. It's
1: been a very great compliment to our business. The time within our season, it fits very well with. So, you know, when the combines exit the field, we're able to enter again and really work for another three months, mapping new fields, soil sampling zones, creating plans, getting the fertility plans in place for for fall at a precision egg level. So that has created an additional revenue stream for that season. I mean, from fall right through winter, we have time to you know, not only plan with our growers on their agronomy, but we have time to plan with SWAT maps and, and make recommendations and build prescriptions. So it fits really well with a, the with a consulting business and it's, it's been a great revenue stream for us.
0: And I should mention here that SWAT maps isn't the only technology that Tyler uses in his business. He also uses things like satellite imagery, uh, drones for scouting and imagery, uh, as well as some other tools. He's excited. He says about what the future will hold for both new technology and the ability to leverage data across several years of collecting it with clients.
1: Yeah, it's moving so fast. There's so many players in this field. Um, it's going to continue to build on what we have. I think you know a lot of these sensors are we're just starting down that road, and we're going to get um, they're going to make them better. Uh, so whether that is a, a moisture probe or Sea and spray technology centers on drones that are that are looking at crop health and um, and then making a, a decision on that. I think in in a decade we're going to know so much more than we know now. Building on on SWAT zones and and even ourselves having the history that we have with our growers um, that we've dealt with for eight years now that have had a SWAT map and we've had soil samples and or we have moisture probe data for for eight years and what that looks like. In ten years from now, it's just going to continue compounding because we're we have an industry that's looking at it and uh, and really smart people who are who are able to to create some algorithms and and take a lot of data and crunch it together to to make something usable. I think seeing spray technology on sprayers is going to be very mainstream. We're just at the start of that. Uh, some of our clients are starting to purchase that and and then implementing you know our tools that we have now with that. Uh, is going to be really interesting. Our, our use and reliance on on a lot of products is going to decrease.
0: Very intriguing comment there to close. And if you're interested in hearing more about the future of precision agriculture, this sort of discussion that we're closing out today's episode with, stay tuned because we have a full-length Future of Agriculture episode all about what the future holds for precision agriculture with some distinguished uh, researchers who are working in that area, but very interesting place to end this first installment of our Field Reports series. You can learn more about Tyler and his work at his website, which is just KesslerAg.ca, and of course, I'll link to that in the show notes. But I'd love your feedback on this episode, Uh, the different content, the different format, the different perspective, the fact that it's uh, separate from our regular Wednesday episodes. Uh, What do you think? Or do you want this to go back as a segment on, on another episode? I'd love to hear your feedback, please. Tim at aggrad.com is one place you can go Twitter, Tim Hamrich, LinkedIn as well. But I really do appreciate every single one of you who reaches out and lets me know um, your thoughts on on the content that i put out here on the podcast thanks to SWAT maps for being our quarterly presenting sponsor this quarter go learn more about them at SWATMAPs.com. Uh, and if you'd like the full-length interview between tyler and myself i'm going to post it to the swat agronomy podcast feed so go find uh, that one on your podcast platform of choice and make sure you subscribe to us over there last but certainly not least thank you as always, for your time and your attention. I don't take it lightly. I'll be back in just a couple days with another story of ag innovation.